You're listening to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. It looks like my, my video has frozen. So I'm going to go ahead and just introduce our awesome guest. We have with us Dr. Michael Hopkins from the University of Michigan. And uh, we're going to be talking about all kinds of great things. Uh, Dr. Hopkins, uh, very well known in the string world, uh, a friend, a mentor, and uh, just an all-around awesome human being, great conductor, great uh, composer. He's got all kinds of works out. So we're going to talk to Dr. Hopkins and let everybody uh, get to know him a little bit. And we're just going to chat. This is my spring break edition. I am unshaven and I'm about to go do a whole bunch of yard work and things. So, but uh, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this, this time off. Dr. Hopkins, welcome to the Orchestra Teacher Podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Charles. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Absolutely. It's awesome that you're here. And um, I, I, I guess I don't know what took me so long to get you get you on the podcast because we've been doing this, you know, for a little while. But uh, you and I uh, kind of share some history all the way back to, I think, when you came out and Brad File had you come out to Las Vegas back in like 90-something, late 90s or early 2000s, maybe, yeah. uh, to conduct yeah. the honor orchestra out there. And that's when I first met you. And then, yeah, um, yeah. and here we are. And uh, many, uh, several decades later, and you're <laughs> uh, you're in a de- definitely a different place. So tell us uh, just a little bit about your, maybe about your background so everybody can get to know you a little bit too. And, you know, your training and where you, where you, where you're from and all that. Sure. So, well, I, I'll try to give you the really brief version. So <laughs> I, um, I, I grew up in Colorado and uh, I went to Colorado State for my, my undergrad. And that's where I got my, my bachelor's in music education. And I taught uh, in um, a couple different districts in Colorado. And then um, my connection with Michigan started, I remember I was on, um, I think, I remember the mail came, I was sitting on my front porch of my house in Fort Collins, and there was this brochure that said, it's happening in Ann Arbor this summer. And I went to this thing that, that, um, but Professor Robert Culver uh, was hosting called Mm -hmm. the American String Workshop. And that was in 92, I think. And that's how my connection to Michigan started. And and that's where, you know, I met Bob Phillips. I met Bob Gillespie for the first time. I met uh, Randy Sabine and Andy mm-hmm. Debchinsky and I just, and, and uh, Dan Long. And I met a ton of people mm-hmm. that summer. And um, I just decided that, you know, if I was going to go to grad school, I'd like to go someplace like that. So yeah. in, in 94, I came here for my master's. I was invited to stay for the PhD. And then, um, it was in the early '90s. It was when I was teaching uh, kids that okay. I, I started writing for orchestra. That's yeah. when I started composing. And then, um, I, I guess when I was in high school, I was in rock bands and we wrote songs and and you know. Yeah. But it was really in 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 when I had my own orchestra and I was seeing gaps in the available literature to purchase. Like I wanted to do something that was in F major in grade two level or something and. Mm-hmm. So I wrote something for them. Anyway, I kept doing arranging and writing during grad school. And that was when I got my first piece published was uh, Bob Phillips helped help me get my foot in the door at Alfred. He sent a nice cover letter to the editor, Mark Williams, at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
they accepted one piece that I wrote, Green Sleeves Arrangement. And that was 97. And then I kept writing. Richard Meyer became the string editor at Alfred after that. And right. um, he accepted several of my pieces during his time there. And um, at that point, I was uh, hired to be, sorry, somebody's calling my wife. And for some reason, it, my it's other not- computer, I have no idea why it does this. And if I decline, okay. Anyway, all right. I just, we, I have no, there's certain things I feel I'm pretty tech savvy, but there's certain things about these devices. I I feel like I do not have. And and sometimes like I want to turn off my phone, you know, and silence that, but I want my computer to be, you know, like not on do not disturb. I want to get notifications on my computer, but not my phone. And it all links together. Sometimes it's it's kind of, yeah. (laughs) Anyways. that we share an Apple ID and I keep telling her, it's like, this is not a good idea. Yeah. Apple does not want us to do this. No. And, and so yeah. she doesn't want to have her own. So it just, <laughs> there's certain things that just yeah. don't go well. That's but anyway, uh, yeah. So I was at university of Vermont for 11 years. I conducted the orchestra there and I kept writing and, um, Oh yeah, it was it when I was at Michigan in uh, the '90s. Uh, I took a class in string pedagogy, and Professor Culver, you know, we used to always have to take notes and create these big three-ring binders back then of yeah. the notes that he would deliver. And he said in class one day, he said, uh, "Someday, this mu- this information will be able to be stored digitally and shared with all the world." And I thought, <laughs> I think we can actually do that right now. And, and, <laughs> And I and I went home, That's and great. I read a uh, what, what was it called? It was this little thing, um, uh, like a, a a beginner's guide to HTML or mm-hmm. something. It was like the this thing that was on the internet back then, mm-hmm. and and so I read it, made my own web page, and created this thing I called the the String Pedagogy Notebook, because it was supposed to be a digital version of the notebook. That That's awesome. And and that that was the website yeah. that kind of grew and grew and grew. It really did. That was and, a resource I used it a lot. I know. Yeah. That. So so um, so anyway, in 2010, I I um, Professor Culver retired from the University of Michigan, and uh, I was invited to apply, and and I did, and and I I didn't think that they would hire me, but they they <laughs> offered me the job. So amazing. So we've Amazing. been here back here uh, since 2010. Yeah. So now I'm in my, I'm, I guess I'm wrapping up my 13th year. Fantastic. And you're a full professor and all I am. that. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, a great story. And uh, all the, all the resources that you've put out, whether it's the, the, the website and then now your YouTube channel and, and then your book, tell us a little bit about your, your book. Yeah. So I've got, got the, the the book here. I've got, um, it's published by GIA. Mm-hmm. Uh, what started to happen with the website was that, oh, I don't know, by, by the early 2010s, um, it was just becoming very large and very unwieldy. Mm-hmm. And um, the video had been shot over a period of many years. And that was, you know, from the late 90s to the early 2010s, the the um, you know the internet changed a lot sure. you know and the speeds that which you could deliver and yeah and so so I um, so there was a couple things going on I I I had this idea that I was going to reshoot all the video 
and to try to make it, you know, in HD quality. And, mm -hmm. and I got a grant. Um, we have a really nice video studio here on the campus and I got a grant. I hired a bunch of university of Michigan students to come in. We shot the video from three different angles and nice microphones. Yeah. And I, I edited it all myself in final cut pro and did the narration. So cool. I made the videos and then at about that same time, there was this, this kind of movement towards, um, interactive web spaces. Mm -hmm. They were calling it internet 2.0 yeah. at the time. And, um, and that. I was, I went to a conference session and they, they were talking about, you know, these, these sites, like, I don't, are you familiar with the banjo hangout? No. You ever seen that? No. So, you know, it's like the idea is that instead of one person who just posts their own content, you create like a website where people log in and they okay. they share content with each other. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I I got another grant and I attempted to develop something like that. I hired a couple of different U of M students to help me with that. Mm -hmm. They used WordPress as yeah. the uh, kind of the foundation to build it on. And anyway, uh, you know, if you don't keep that stuff up, like if you don't have somebody monitoring that constantly, it's really easy for the the site to develop security mm -hmm. issues. And it, it got hacked by, you know, some yep. web bot, you know, and emailed 10,000 of my closest friends, you know, wow. spammed them. Anyway, uh, yeah, my web hosting got shut down briefly. Yeah, and yeah was, that's happened to me once. And then I, I got some extra plugins and things to, yeah. to keep me from. So, so I was, you know, I was kind of struggling at that time to figure out w what to do. Cause that didn't seem to be like a viable uh, direction for me. And, and so one day I like, I downloaded the whole website and I printed it out and I realized it's like 200 pages, you know, yeah, that's a book. <laughs> and so, um, well, and it was becoming difficult for me to assign readings from the website in class for my right. students. I use this in my classes and it's like, well, I'll go look at this web page. And you know, I, I don't know. It was yeah. just, so now I've got it organized. I downloaded it. I really filled in a lot of the gaps that were existing. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's, it's 600 pages. Yeah. It's in two parts. So, so this is half of it. There's another one. It's, it's one book, but they, too, too long. well, yeah, 600 pages is a lot to, I wanted to have it with this um, spiral bound so you could open up and put the musical examples on a music stand. Nice. And so, so it's 600 pages. It's published by GIA. It's got a really good price on it. I, it's like $59 yeah, for, that's, for that's, 600 page book. That's so great. that's really great. And inside the book, there are QR codes in the margins that you can scan and it'll open up my YouTube channel that has um all the uh the video content right right so yeah so it it it's um you know my intent was for it to be a really valuable useful reference resource for people in the profession yeah um and it is it's it's fabulous yeah i um there. well thanks i <laughs> yeah i mean i know you know wagner had his ring cycle i i have the book you but know, it's, it's ring bound, so it's it's close. 
I carried it around with me for 25 years, finally got it down on paper and it's out. And we're, we're talking about, um, a second edition mm -hmm. to, um, you know, expand, update some of the content to, um, reflect, um, some of the changes that have happened over the last few years, sure. uh, and some of the gaps that have kind of emerged Add an index to it, which we oh, didn't get on the first okay. one. And yeah. That would me, be that, handy. that a book like this, that's super helpful because yeah, you just want to be able to, I, I'm an index person. Yeah, I like oh, to, yeah. Same here. You know, I want a topic, go to the index. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and you know, uh, we got, I got a bunch of repertoire in the back. So, um, looking at, you know, maybe augmenting that, switching some of the pieces out and, cool. you know, stuff like that. So very good. Yeah. And then uh, tell us about some of your compositions because you have some great pieces for middle school through high school. Yeah. So, well, I've been writing for a long time, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, and so it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, I, I have – I've been writing for Alfred for the longest and mm – -hmm. um, they just they just took a new piece. Um, it's called "Incredible, <clears throat> Incredible, uh, Incredible Voyage" is the name of it. Okay, and uh, it's going to be coming out probably next year. Nice. I it's just going into production now. I wanted to. I was playing this pops concert mm -hmm. uh, with an orchestra last summer and. Uh, and we were doing a bunch of film music and, you know, space music. Yeah. And I had this idea, well, what if I could write something that sounds kind of like John Williams, you know, E.T. Yeah. E e. or something like that, you know, uh, but make it grade two. And, you know, um, love it. Love it. And, need more of those. <laughs> yeah. So I, it's kind of got that sort of, you know, journey through the stars kind of mm -hmm. thing uh, going. <laughs> it's fun. Um they put out one this year. It's going to be out any time now. It's called Volcano. Oh. It's an explosive, fiery piece. That, great title. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, awesome. I, that's the secret, you know, with these pieces. You got to give them a good title. Yeah. Because I've found over the years some of – I'll write a really great piece, but I, I sometimes get punished for trying to be a little too clever with my titles. <laughs> Like I wrote this piece that Kendor, it just came out um, from Kendor called uh, Arcopolis. I named it Arcopolis, like Arco oh, is yeah, yeah. word for bow and then Polis for city. So it was like the city of bows, right? Right. right. Arcopolis. But the problem is whenever people type the word Arcopolis into a computer, it the, it automatically autocorrects it to Acropolis, Right. Right. And so we were having this problem where like on J.W. Pepper, it was even spelled wrong, oh, you know, wow. and my publisher had to reach out to them and fix it. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, it, we're getting the title fixed. But I just thought, man, that's just what the problem you get for. I mean, I've had people people came up to me and asked them. And they were like, I was in your your you know, the reading session and they played your piece Acropolis. I'm like, no, no, it's Arcopolis. And yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. That's it's awesome, really though. funny. So you got to be yeah. careful. And with if that. you send me, I, if you send me some links, if they have some like score and sound type uh, videos, you send me some links, I'll put them in the description of the podcast too. Oh, okay. People can uh, check them out. Yeah. There's a whole bunch, you know, yeah. and, and your book too, you know, so we can make people can grab that as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's fun. Every once in a while when I'll, I'll be on YouTube and I'll just search and, you know, there's there's people who have posted videos uh, performing my pieces. Mm -hmm. And that's always that's very fun to see and get yeah. to hear groups from all over the place. That's really cool. Yeah. So I, I have a, 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 a new Rhapsody in Blue arrangement oh. that I did that just came out. It went Rhapsody in Blue apparently became public domain a couple years ago and oh. uh and mendy varga at kendor asked me to if i could do an arrangement of it and so i took was it grade one things. grade one <laughs> it's grade four oh, yeah, i know i know it would be impossible yeah that's great though that's still yeah. very very uh attainable you know accessible it's challenging it's okay. challenging we read it in the um at the Aster reading session oh, okay and um but yeah, it's 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 a good arrangement. I've done it myself a couple times now, and it and works really well. It's about five and a half minutes. Okay. It's all the main themes and strings. You know, because you think, well, Rhapsody in Blue is one of those just great classic pieces of Americana. You know, you absolutely. Just, and yet, it's because it's a piano concerto. And it's full orchestra, and you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of limitations for for yeah. school groups to play it. And you got to have someone that can play the piano part, <laughs> right? You know? So it doesn't yeah. get done much in schools. So I thought, well, this would be cool to do something like this. Very so, cool. That's yeah. exciting. That's exciting. Any uh, any uh, research projects you're working on right now that are uh, that you're excited about, or some things that you've done recently? Well, you know, I've got a couple things i've been helping i've been doing a lot of mentoring of grad students okay and um i've got a couple the there's this project that um where mike vecchio who is now at the university of illinois and he when he was a phd student he had this interest in kind of doing a follow-up on my uh my uh survey I did a survey in 2013 of orchestra teachers to find out about uh, their their attitudes and their um, uh, how they well not just how they feel about it but how often they implement composing activities in uh, their in their yes, classes. Yes, and um, and that was really interesting. I thought you know because it revealed that while almost everybody like 94 percent or something said that they value composing as an activity. <laughs> that less than half actually included on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, Mike wanted to do a follow-up, kind of a like a replication of it with band directors. Okay. And so he gathered all that data and and you know I helped him develop that. And he he administered the survey and um, we're working together to write that up right now. Okay. Very cool. Um, Another project, one of my grad students, Molly, Molly Wang, formerly Molly DiLorenzo, uh, she's in Texas, mm -hmm. and um, she had this interest in, um, uh, I guess, you know, the, the concept is ethical decision-making okay. uh, by orchestra teachers, particularly surrounding the selection of repertoire. Ah, okay. And... Um, I led her to this 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 theory. It's called moral foundations theory. Um, a few a few lead authors. Jonathan Haidt uh, is one of the lead authors. He's a pretty prominent um, social psychologist and mm. and a couple other 
people whose names I can't remember off the top of my head were the kind of the main authors of that that okay. theory. And it's pretty interesting. It you know, it's it's used a lot in different aspects of psychology. And we we're trying to take the uh, moral foundations questionnaire and modify it, adapt it for mm -hmm. use with um, orchestral teaching in schools mm. and see where where people come down on on different issues and yeah and that's kind of that's in the work she's she's actually been working on collecting that data and and that seems like it could be kind of a promising area um to go but i'm not sure where where exactly that's going yeah. and um that's pretty cool there's a lot of there's a lot in there yeah yeah I, I, there's this other project i've been kind of thinking about one of my phd students brought it up in class uh, a couple months ago about um, uh, Allstate, the students who get selected for Allstate, um, what are, you know, what are their backgrounds and characteristics? Mm -hmm. I, I think people make a certain number of assumptions about um, like that students who make Allstate are always really, really well resourced and okay. they, um, they come from affluent backgrounds right. but we don't have a lot of data to back that up it's kind of an assumption people it make is. but and i think every state's a little different too you know um in terms of uh you know the background of of kids and uh th what they have and what they don't you know access to to teachers and all kinds of different uh you know variables there so that would be an interesting study for sure yeah i i mean her first question that she she raised in class was just basically like a Kind of a proposition that 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 not very many of those kids would come from title one schools but i i actually my my kid one of my daughters was principal base in all state michigan all state this year and so i had the program and the program lists the schools so i just took a few hours one day and i looked up the schools on the common core of data uh mm -hmm. the national center for educational statistics and i discovered that 45 percent of the the middle school kids anyway, came from title one schools. And so, mm. um, but it got me thinking, you know, because as you know, you can provide a human being with all the resources that they need and they still don't necessarily practice. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, I know that. Yeah. So there is that, there has to be at least part of the variance in the equation has to be, you know, how hard the person works. Yeah. Right. So I guess, but the question for me is, well, how much of it is that? Like, I mean, I'm guessing you don't in the strings, especially, especially in like the violins, say in high school, all states, like I, I conducted Georgia uh, a few years ago, mm -hmm. the 11, 12 string orchestra down there. And, you know, it's, it's unlikely that any of those violinists are there uh, if they haven't been taking some private lessons. Absolutely. I, there's probably, you know, it's a very rare occurrence that that would happen, you know? Yeah. 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 But the, but the question becomes, you know, what, what are the variables? Because not, obviously not everybody who takes private lessons gets into all state. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's a, it's a complicated thing, but I, I just thought, well, that might be kind of interesting to, uh, because people in the past have done some documentation of characteristics of all state students, but it's been a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things I was thinking about was actually maybe surveying the parents of the students cool. and getting info from them, which as far as I can tell, nobody's ever done that. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So anyway, those are kind of the research things I've been thinking about lately. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Um, You've, you've done so much and uh, you know, I, I just wanted to publicly say, you know, thank you as well from, from, from me because uh, you know, I, I think I would still be trying to figure out my statistics and my, uh, all that for my dissertation without, without your help. So I do appreciate that very much. Um, And so many people, uh, you know, just owe you a, a great deal with all the resources that you put out and made them available at no cost. You know, it's just, it's awesome. It's really awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your summer master's or your master's program, because I think I got yeah. to come up last year and do some um, guest teaching as part of that uh, summer summer workshop. But, uh, and I know that there were quite a few students uh, at that workshop that were also part of the master's degree program. So maybe tell us a little bit about that. Is it, yeah. on, is it uh, partially online or is it, yeah, there's the workshop. So here's the workshop. It's going to be June 22nd to 24th this year. Uh, Frank Diaz is coming up this year from uh, Indiana. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so it'll be great to have Frank here. Uh, Frank brings all kinds of yeah. great knowledge and, uh, you know, in terms yeah. of both um, improvisation, double bass, uh, mindfulness. Yes. Uh, wellness he's doing some real interesting he's got a couple of sessions on sequencing um awesome crazy smart guy and and just fun to be around everybody loves frank so yeah so he's coming up got val palmieri coming to uh teach violin viola do some sessions on group pedagogy abby alwyn who is one of our gems here in ann arbor she's doing cello and also doing a session on uh teacher wellness very cool friend of hers in the afternoon so it's going to yeah. be great yeah, she's amazing it was fun yeah. to, fun to get to know her last summer yeah 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 she's great so so um and are you still running the uh the track for the uh non-string uh major yeah so we have two tracks and actually i'm going to teach the string immersion track nice okay so i did such so, a bad job last year you're like we got to we got to correct on that one <laughs> No, you were awesome. That was you, fun. You were, I had a you great, were time. great. I just, I'm always a little jealous, you know. So this year I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do that one myself. Because there you I'm, go. You know, That's awesome. Um, so if you come to the workshop, if you know, or if you know anybody who's a, a, like got a choral or a band background and they've been assigned to teach strings and they haven't had string you know, techniques for 20 years, or <laughs> even, even five years, I find it's like, it's great for a refresher. Yeah. And um, so we have a class in the morning, we provide all the instruments and we just kind of go through uh, foundational pedagogy, pedagogy for developing beginners, get into some intermediate stuff so you mm-hmm. can be effective with your students. Um, and then we've got the experience track, which is for uh, people whose principal instrument is strings and uh, who teach orchestra. And uh, we have uh, readings, new music reading sessions every every day at the end of the day. Uh, we go, I take people to the park and uh, we grill. That was uh, a fun, that was a fun barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was so, just great. The weather was perfect. And yeah. So yeah, it, yeah it, uh, everybody, it's a, it's a great workshop. And um, I know, you know, uh, one of our teachers here in, in my district in Cobb County, Georgia, uh, Adam Gresham, who I've had on the podcast before, he was there, and uh, that was his first uh, first real big uh, workshop, and and he he has done awesome work this year. He went to both uh, 
you know, uh, he did the double double duty. Went to your workshop, and he went to Bob's workshop at Ohio State. And man, he's like he has done some awesome work to share his first year string teaching. So very cool. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that Ohio State I, workshop. But <laughs> yeah, kids, but you know, have, I, I'll say they're they're very different, um, and uh, they're both they both have different uh, I think strengths and different areas of where they focus on. And uh, yours is a little shorter. So if you're yeah. not, if you know, you're not willing to give up a whole week of your summer year, how many days is it? Three days. It's three days. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that would, that's for a lot of people, that's what they want, you know? So fantastic. Yeah. yeah that was part, part of the, that uh, decision was so that it was different from yeah. the Ohio state workshop, but also because it does uh, lead directly into our summer master's and so we do have a summer master's program in music education. It's five, it's, it's three summers, mm -hmm. five weeks each summer. So it's really, it's a master's degree completely in person and it takes place. So you get a master's in 15 weeks Wow. In person. It's yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. We have about 30 people in the program and, um, it's like, it's like music camp for music teachers, you know? <laughs> Great. Yeah, they come and they hang out, and um, you know it's really uh, five weeks. So is it like a eight to four, like for each day for five weeks, uh, Monday through Friday? So it 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 varies. So we have the core core the courses in the morning from mm -hmm. nine a.m. to one, and then there's a break, and then we offer workshops in the afternoons. But um, people need five workshops total over the course of the three years and my workshop my string workshop counts for that so if you know you come three days early mm -hmm. you do the string workshop then that frees up your time so so um and they can go to a different workshop like asta or, or no or it, has, it to be, has to be one of our one, one of, of our workshops okay. but it. but but anyway so some weeks you'll be in class nine to one and then you're done for the day and other weeks you'll go nine to one and then you'll have a workshop in the afternoon. Got that it. You go oh, I see. Okay. Nice. Um, if you know, and, and so we, we rotate the workshops around some, some of the workshops are there every year, like the string workshop, the mm -hmm. band conducting workshop, the choral workshop. And then there's like, we'll do workshops on, um, that are general music oriented. Okay. So they get a little uh, like variety. Yeah. yeah. We've done guitar composing, African drumming, oh. uh, things like that. Oh. We do technology, uh, using music technology. Uh, we had Scott Edgar out for a social emotional learning workshop a couple times. People, people like that. Um, we've done jazz improvisation workshops cool. and things like that. So we rotate it around to yeah. try and we survey the, the people in the program each year to see what their areas of interest are. And we try to make address that with the workshops. So, yeah. well, that's great. And you know, a lot of people um, don't want to give up their job or they don't uh, like doing online, you know, so uh, having it face to face and, you know, five weeks is, is a lot to give up in the summer, but it's also, you're getting a degree pretty quickly, honestly. So that's a really yeah. great option. Really great yeah. option. And we've got a great, a great collection of faculty. And I, I think, you know, for graduate study, being in a room with, you know, eight, nine, 10 other people who are doing exactly what you're doing from different parts of the country. It, it really, you know, there's a lot of rich discussions that, that can take place. Yeah. You know, 
that I think can be can be often be missing in the online space. So oh yeah, uh, for sure. And uh, you know, like you said, just great faculty and and lots of experience there, and that's that's fantastic. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So any other uh, any other plans? Uh, your your spring break is over, right? You you had an early spring break. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. our our semesters are sixteen weeks long. So, mm-hmm. and we always. Well, yeah, we, we usually come back right right after New Year's. And so our last day of classes is April 18th. Wow. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Commencement is April 28th. And then and then the university goes into this uh, spring summer term. Okay. You know? Like a four week or something like that. Or they have yeah, a couple different four options. Week spring and then eight yeah. week summer. So, okay. yeah, it's like a whole, you know, it's yeah. compressed. But a, a lot of people take advantage of that too, and yeah. knock some classes out. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I love your. Is that that's like a little Paul McCartney base you got going? Yeah, I, Paul's my my idol. And then uh, if you look over here, I have my poster of him back there. But yeah, so I got the uh, the violin base, you know, and uh, yeah. it's just fun. I I play around with it and try to learn Beatles songs and pretend yeah. pretend that I know what I'm doing. But it's fun to tinker, and I got I you know my other instruments back here. But I, like I like you had seen, I just finished the studio, so um, yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it was a lot of work, but it's awesome now. And so about to uh, continue. I, I was to- very impressed. I watched that video <laughs> of you in the insulation, and oh, yeah. you, you, know, you ran your own electrical, and I just thought, wow, you're my hero. Ah. This is amazing. YouTube University. That's uh, <laughs> the name of the game. So I have uh, I had a couple giant trees taken out in my backyard, and uh, to save a ton of money, I'm I'm processing the wood my all of the wood myself. So I rented a twenty ton log splitter, and I'm about to go split a whole bunch of wood right now. So oh my god! Anybody in Georgia, you need firewood? Come see me. <laughs> I got yeah. I'm gonna have more than I can know what to do with because they were really big trees. But I like I like uh, the exercise and and uh, doing all that. So yeah, well yeah. you be you be careful. Yeah, I will. Oh, definitely. Sounds so. like a, a dangerous <laughs> tool. <laughs> it's got, yeah, it's got this giant hydraulic thing that, you know, you can put the biggest log in there you want and takes wow. care of it. Yeah, pretty awesome. But uh, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing today. It's spring break, camping with my boys in a few days. So going to enjoy yeah. that time. And then uh, we come back from break. And uh, the following weekend, we have uh, a trip to Asheville. We're going to be working with uh, Christian House. Um, at, cool. uh, at, yeah, he's doing some clinics with us. And, getting the kids off the page, you know, and, and, uh, improvising and, you know, alternative styles, just different, different bowling techniques, all the, all the things he's going to be able to, to do. And I hope, hopefully inspire them to, you know, want to play without the page. That's, that's the goal. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. So you're taking all your orchestra students on a trip to Asheville. Yeah. It's a, it's about three hours from us. So it's a quick, it's the first time they've, you know, traveled since before COVID. So we kind of wow. had to break it in easy and make it a, a short, it's a weekend trip, but, uh, we're going to see the, the symphony there and, uh, work with, with Christian house and there's a ghost tour and all kinds of, it, Asheville is kind of a, a charming place to go. So we'll have a good it time. Is. The kids get away for a few days. They're, they're happy regardless of where they go, as long as they get to get away, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that would be great. Yeah. So just a, a bus full and about 60 kids. Yeah. A couple riding with parents and it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Spring concert. And then, uh, do some small ensembles in May. That's that's our plan. Yep. That's great. What day do you get out of school? Uh the twenty fifth or twenty sixth of May. So nice. 
Yeah, and then I'll be going to uh, doing a four day uh, workshop for the university in Anchorage, uh, Anchorage in Alaska. Uh, it's a four day workshop that I'm doing two days of beginning pedagogy and two days of intermediate advanced pedagogy. So I'm doing that um, wow. first, first week of June. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. So it's put in a, a good word for me when oh, you're. Up. Oh, I definitely will. You want to go? Never- to alaska i would love to go oh i went in november for a one-day thing and it was like uh it was a whirlwind you know because i was in the plane longer than i was in alaska (laughs) yeah Yeah, but uh, that was kind of like a a teaser or or just a you know kind of promo thing because they want to get people signed up for the the professional development credits uh, for the summer thing so yeah yeah and it's sponsored by the university and i don't know we'll see it's a it's crazy though it's a the, the flight is long but uh I have got to see it in the winter and it was, you know, snowy and now I'll get to see it in the summer where I guess it's beautiful. So it'll be fun. Yeah. 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 Wow. The Anchorage, does it stay light out all like 24 hours? There? I don't think it quite gets that far, but it's, uh, I think when I was there, they had like four or five hours of daylight in November, you know, it wasn't very much. And wow. so when I go in June, it should be light a lot longer. Five hours of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be it'll be a good experience. Yeah, and then, I'm, and then I'm going to that you know that Ohio State workshop too this summer. Right, yeah. right. That's the kind of like a yearly thing. And then um, yeah, yeah, family visit maybe. So yeah, while cool. while, while we're there, yeah, it'll be great. So well, hey, uh, I I appreciate you you coming on and uh, taking the time. Uh, send me a whole bunch of links and I'll throw them in the description um, for your book and for any you know pieces that you want people to check out and or if you have a website with all that stuff listed that would be great too okay yeah i will so well thanks again mike and uh everybody out there uh orchestra teacher podcast uh we are really really excited for um a whole bunch of things that are going to be coming up but thanks again mike for being here yeah thanks for having me we'll see you guys later all right bye Thank you for tuning in. For resources and more information, visit orchestrateacher.net.